Welcome back to another episode of No Pucks Given Podcast. This is March Madness episode number seven here with uh, Nick Abbott and Josh Whitney. How's it going today, Josh? Great, man. Excited to just talk about our March Madness brackets, yes, uh, get into the tournament a little bit. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna get right into those right now. And instead of starting at the round of 60, uh, was it 68 teams, we're going to start with the uh, Elite Eight, right? Yep, yep, yep. So I have in the East uh, Division here on the NCAA bracket, I have Duke and Michigan State on that side. I think you have the same thing, is that right? Yep, I do have the same thing, yep. Both teams have been pretty dominant all year, so probably on that side of the bracket, it looks like those teams will come out and uh, face each other in the lead eight, in my opinion. Yep, me too. It's, uh, it's, I mean, leading up to that might be a little different for us, but we're not going to get into that right now. We'll, we'll break those down later uh, in the podcast. Uh, but yeah. next... Yeah, next week, uh, I think that once the tournament starts, you know, we're going to have, uh, we're going to talk about our major upsets, yeah. and then don't forget to join our bracket challenge with a $20 Amazon gift card being given away, so yeah. you can join that and uh, see if you can beat the up No till, Pucks uh, Pod. Up till the 21st. Up to the 21st. Yeah. See if you can beat the No Pucks Pod team over here. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't think so, though. I think our brackets <laughs> are pretty sound over here. Shit, I got some, I got some crazy picks, so I don't know, man. I don't know. I got some crazy ones. Um, I'll go to the South next. Uh, the South Division of the bracket. Uh, I got Virginia and Villanova in the uh, Elite Eight. Um, what about you over there? A little shocker there. You have Nova advance to the Elite Eight, but you, like we talked about before, they always kind of find a way to maybe uh, make some noise in the yeah. tournament. I actually have Virginia and Tennessee, and um, we'll see how that goes. Virginia has been pretty disappointing, and uh, they get knocked out of the tournament quite pretty early every, yeah. all of the year they pretty much screw my bracket up every year including yeah, last year first round of last year <laughs> yes so. <laughs> so we'll see if they lose to a 16 seed again and screw my bracket up again yeah. so we'll see uh in the midwest division we have uh north carolina and kentucky and in my side of things yeah and on my side we got uh university of uh, north carolina and houston but you know the craziest part about it is i don't even have kentucky making it out of the uh the round of two, the round round two, sorry. So that's a little that's a little crazy move by me, but we'll see how it goes from there. I um, know. I we'll talk about this later and uh, when when yeah. the tournament games start. But uh, Wofford, Wofford, Wofford. going to make some noise over there, there in Nick Abbott's uh, bracket. So if you guys are listening, if you guys want to put Wofford to make some noise, I'll you'll never be heard in line. School until I made this bracket. No, no, you'll be in line with you though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then on the west side, we got. Uh, I think this is the same for both of us. I got Gonzaga and Michigan for the Elite Eight. Yeah, looking at that side of the bracket, I mean, they kind of they look like the two most dominant teams by far in that bracket as well. So uh, Gonzaga obviously has been great all year, and uh, Michigan as well. So um, so that puts our Final Four, at least mine, at Duke versus Gonzaga, and then Tennessee versus North Carolina on that side. What does yours yeah, look like? My though? Final Four is Duke versus Zaga as well. And then I got Nova versus uh, University of North Carolina. And in the finals, from my side, I got Duke versus UNC for the fourth time this year. I'm really hoping to see them play again. That'll be a lot of fun. And uh, I have Duke taking it 72 to 70. I think you're going to be. Uh, most people are going to look at that and probably pick Duke just because. I mean, they have unbelievable team. They have unbelievable yeah. freshmen, obviously led by Zion Williamson and then Barrett. Um, I actually have North Carolina. Um, beating Duke 67 to 63 just because of their showing they did beat Duke twice this year however yep. the, with the asterisk there there was no Zion in two of the games third game is very close and they ended up losing to Duke but I think they get the better of them in the national championship 
However, that's not going to be a very popular pick. I think Duke is probably the most popular pick this year to win the national championship. Um, Speaking of Zion, uh, we'll talk about him a little bit later. He's been on a tear since coming back from a sprained knee, so it'll be interesting what he can do in the tournament. And he may go down as one, maybe one of the best tournament players when it's all said and done, and one of the best college freshmen we've ever seen. Yeah. Um, I think he's already in that conversation, but um, we'll see after the tournament tournament is done how how it all shakes out. Mm-hmm. Before we get into the icing um, segment of the podcast, what's your biggest upset over there? Just just uh, throw that out here for all the fans. Oh, my biggest upset. I have. A little hometown love here. I actually have ASU getting to the Sweet 16 against Michigan. They'll lose there, but um, I actually have them. But I think that's just a homer pick, but we'll see. They, they have Their team is very volatile this year, and they've either been look like world beaters or they've lost a really bad team. So we'll see how they do. Yeah, I have, uh, I have one, uh, or I have two big ones that I'm going to throw out here. I got Yale taking out LSU in the first round. I always like those Ivy League schools when they get into these situations. They they surprise a lot of people, and I like these no like like I mean Yale is not a no name school, but it is for sports sometimes. Um, and I remember when BYU took took it all the way. I think they went to the Final Four that one year with uh, with Jimmer. So you never you never know with that. And then on the other side, I got uh, Old Dominion beating Purdue in the first round. That's a uh, 14 over 3 as well. So I couldn't really choose which one was which, uh, but I have two big ones there. I have Old Dominion winning as well. So if yeah. you guys want some free points against us, just don't pick those. Yeah, because, exactly. And don't pick ASU because actually they have to, they're have they not even in yet. They really no, have to get in the yeah. play, play-in game against yeah. St. John's. But yeah. um, if you guys want to make up some points in the bracket challenge, just uh, don't. I guess we gave a little preview to them, and they, they might have the upper hand. Yeah. Or I mean, we do. We do. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you don't pick Duke, I mean, you're going to beat a lot of people. And yes. If they, if so, they end up losing, yeah. I think Duke's going to screw a lot of brackets this year if they end up losing. I don't think they're going to lose, but if they do, that will destroy yeah, all the brackets. They will. They will. Because I know, I know by hand there's like eight people. That I think all the people that are probably in our bracket besides you right now probably pick Duke. So, yeah. Um, you ready to go into icing and talk about some hockey? Yeah. Let's uh, talk about some hockey and uh, maybe uh, talk about some Kucherov here. All right, so yeah, let's uh, we'll we'll get it going right with Kucherov. Kucherov's uh, pretty hot right now. He's at 114 points. Um, I think that's what it was. Um, and the last player to put up uh, more than uh, 120 in a season was uh, Sid the Kid Crosby, and he had 120 points, 120 points back in 2006, 2007, which was his second year in the se- in the league. After putting up 102 in his rookie year, um, and sorry, I was wrong on the number about Kucherov. He's at 117, um, and he's still got 10 games left. So it's pretty inevitable that he's going to set uh, or he's going to break that uh, point number for uh, Crosby. What do you think about Kucherov's uh, streak right now? Pretty incredible. Um, obviously, we've talked about it uh, greatly. Kucherov is uh, on a tear, and so the Tampa Bay Lightning. And speaking of the Tampa Bay Lightning, they help, they can only lose two more games. And they're playing our hometown Coyotes so tonight. So one of those losses is going to be tonight. Hopefully. Go Yotes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you're right. You know, I mean, I mean, Kucherov's easily MVP right now. And Tampa Bay is easily the President's Trophy winners. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what Tampa Bay can do in the playoffs. Um, I'm going to give a little shout-out. Pat Hamilton says there's nobody going to beat them. 
in the playoffs. So I and he's a Leafs fan. So mm-hmm. that just shows how good Tampa Bay actually is. I disagree with him. I don't think Tampa Bay is gonna be able to keep this hot streak going into the playoffs. They always do this. Um, I think they'll they'll probably make the Eastern Conference Finals this year, but I don't think they're making it any farther than that. What they, they always do. They always struggle. It seems like they're always a great regular season team, make some noise in the playoffs, but they don't ever finish it off. Yeah. And we've talked about that before on this podcast. So we'll see if they can uh, do something this year, though. They've never had Kucherov on a tear no. like that. I mean, a player of his caliber on a tear like this, maybe. We'll see. We'll see what happens comes in yeah. playoff time. And you know how it goes during playoff time. NHL hockey, it ramps up the intensity and, and, uh, a little bit more physical, so we'll see if that makes a difference. Yeah, I can't wait for that. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good playoffs this year. It's gonna be an interesting one for sure. Um, Let's check the wild card standings yeah. too, because those have changed a little bit since the last time we talked. Yep. Um, obviously, in the Western Conference right now, um, we have Arizona, who is actually two points out of the number one position in the wild card now to the Dallas Stars, and then you have the Minnesota Wild a game back, but Coyotes have a game in hand on them. Yep. Yeah, so quick little breakdown of that. I think if Coyotes stay this hot, they're seven and two in their last ten. Um, Minnesota's four three and three in their last ten, and um, Dallas is six three and one in their last ten. I think the the three wild card teams um, right there: Dallas, Arizona, Minnesota. They're two of those teams are going to get in. No other team is going to be able to catch them now. They're far ahead. Um, but if Arizona doesn't take uh, you know these next couple games super intense. They got to play playoff hockey. Um, then they'll get in for sure because I don't think Minnesota is going to be able to play as well as the Coyotes have been. The Coyotes have been firing on all cylinders. They've had uh, they've had action from everybody on their team. We were watching the game. Uh, what was it last Thursday night together? And we they have no player on their team that scored over twenty goals, but they're still getting the job done. So that just shows how good they are as a team and a whole. And they deserve that playoff spot, I believe. That after losing so many games to um, like man minutes towards injuries, it's three hundred forty. It said yeah. So three hundred forty man games they have lost due to injury. I think out of all teams, maybe <clears throat> I mean some hometown bias, but. What a great story. I mean, yeah. the Coyotes have tons of injuries, and they're still battling for a playoffs. I mean, I think that almost epitomizes the game of hockey right there. They're scratching. They're clawing. They're trying to get in that playoff slot. Unfortunately, the other night, they single-handedly pretty much got beat by Connor McDavid, who yeah. is the most talented, I think, player in the league. And uh, he, he scored two goals on him, including the overtime winner. So unfortunately, they dropped a game to Edmonton, but I still think they're gonna they're gonna nab one of those uh, wild card spots. They could even get uh, that number one spot if they go on a little hot streak again, like they they have been on. So yeah, definitely, I agree with you on that. And then the I think another good story this year would be uh, St. Louis as well. They started the season absolutely horrible. They actually spent time in the thirty first spot in the league, and now they're third in the Central Division. So it just shows how things can change really quick. Um, and it's, it's good to see these teams getting up there. It's going to be an interesting playoffs this year. But, um, I mean, the playoff pitcher right now uh, would be Nashville playing St. Louis. Um, Winnipeg would be playing um, Dallas. Calgary would be playing Arizona. And San Jose would be playing Vegas. Uh, we won't get into predictions right now because nothing's set in stone. Um, but um, we'll go over that maybe next episode. And then in, in the East, Tampa Bay would be playing um, – Right now, Columbus, which would be a good series. Columbus can uh, can Columbus can drive teams to um, some some crazy numbers in the playoffs. Last year, they almost got rid of uh, Washington, and they won the cup and eventually. So, um, and then Carolina will be playing uh, New York. 
And then Boston would be playing Toronto, which is trouble for Toronto because Boston's on a, on a heater right now. And uh, Washington uh, would be playing Pittsburgh, which would be an unbelievable. Uh, f- That'd be a fun game. series to watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, I mean, that's. Oh, there's a couple more things about hockey. Oh. But, How about Conor McGregor? <laughs> yeah. Puck drop. <laughs> yeah. So the Conor McGregor puck drops. I think I think everybody's talking about this right now. It's pretty funny to watch. He's uh, he didn't really know what to do, did he? He's a little lost. He looked a little bit lost out yeah. there. Um, normally, they on um, like the announcer would tell you, hey, "All right, drop," you know, kind of hint yeah. like when to drop. He almost like walked out there. He was getting the crowd pumped up. Everyone loved him. But then he dropped the puck. And what did he say to that other guy? Oh, he told Zidane Chara to put him through the yeah, net. That's right. Which is the funniest thing I've ever heard come out of a come out of anybody's yeah. mouth about a hockey player. Like that doesn't really make sense, you know. Yeah. So it's it's a it's pretty funny. He just came out screaming random shit all, and he was, it was just going nuts. Uh, he tried to hype up the Bruins in the locker room, yeah. which that's getting some heat a little bit because I I didn't know this, but he stepped all over yeah. their logo. So yeah, so that's a big no no in the NHL world, and in, even in the hockey world, in, in any level, it's, you don't step on the logo. Um, Justin Bieber did it before, and he was hated on, but. Even NHL players hated on Justin Bieber, but nobody's going to talk shit about Conor McGregor because uh, you know he, he'll he'll fuck you like, up. So. He, he doesn't want you don't want to get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and there's a lot of talk. You know, who would win between a fight between Conor McGregor and Zdeno Chara because Zdeno Chara is six <laughs> nine. But it's, it's pretty funny to 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 talk about that type of stuff for sure. But it was fun to watch. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much it for our icing news. Um, obviously, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to get into playoff predictions, award predictions, yeah. everything like that. Um, it's going to be a good next couple of weeks for hockey. Yep. And then next week, I, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but we have the uh, the NCAA hockey yeah. tournament coming up. Before so. we're done with icing really quick, uh, and we get into, I think, the NFL mm-hmm. the next uh, no baseball or NBA this week. Nope. We're gonna get. We're hoping to get a little bit more info yeah. about that next. No week. big news, but we have opening day coming yeah. up, so we're gonna Ten have a, a lot of MLB predictions coming yeah. up as well. So, yeah. uh, um, but before we're done with hockey, I want to just throw out a little a little thing about the Leafs. The Leafs right now are five, four, and one in their last ten games. They're four points from back from Boston for that second uh, seed in the Atlantic Division. With the fact that they got so much talent up front, and uh, you know, and they're not getting the job done as much as they should be, it's kind of disappointing. They've they've lost uh, they've lost big games the last couple of games. They've lost to uh, three teams that aren't in playoff spots, and that is just you know it's horrible going into the playoffs when you're a team that's supposed to be a favorite to win this win the Stanley Cup this year. Um, you got to step it up. So for all these fans out there, I I mean I, I hope for the best for you guys, but uh, you know I mean start praying because it's it's looking it's looking rough. They just lost their last game to the Ottawa Senators, yeah. which is what's the score? Six to two. Six to two. They didn't just lose; they got destroyed. So, Toronto, uh, they need to get back on it. And we we've said this: uh, the best thing you can do come playoff hockey is be hot right before playoff hockey, and then ride that hot streak. Hot streak because you never know what can happen after that. Yep. So, Toronto needs to get back on track if they expect to make some noise. Definitely. But uh, ready to get into the NFL? Yeah, so big news in the NFL. I think everyone knows what we're going to talk about. We kind of uh, prefaced it on our social media. Uh, Odell Beckham traded to the Browns, and that was huge. That's a huge trade. And I know Nick has a lot of good feelings about that (laughs) because he's a Cleveland Browns fan. And now he's uh, screaming from the top of rooftops that they're going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, I mean, listen now. I I didn't say they're going to win the Super Bowl right away. Um, I mean, kind of. But I think in the next three years, they're destined for a Super Bowl. they got to get one in the next three years because they're not going to be able to afford this team forever. Um, But, yeah, I mean, if they don't make a push, they're going to win that division this year. That's easy. That division can't compete with them. Um, But, I mean, I don't know. I really hope they can – I can really hope they can make a push. Maybe Baker can – 
you know, make a push in that playoffs and, and take out uh, take out Tom Brady or something like that and do something big. So, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping for the best, but the Browns definitely got the bigger end of that trade. That was an unbelievable trade. But you mentioned to me you, you couldn't believe how less um, the Oakland Raiders gave up for Antonio Brown compared to Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. And, you know, you want to you press I, on that a little I bit. Think, uh, I think the Giants actually, some people are saying they didn't get enough of a return, but it's kind of crazy to me because – they got Jabril Peppers, who's yep. a decent safety in this league. Um, they got a first-round pick and a third-round pick from the Cleveland Browns, and they gave them Odell Beckham. So to me, I think they got a great return because you got a player in Odell Beckham that is still one of the best receivers in the game, but he has some distractions, right? And then on the other side of things, you had Antonio Brown get traded to the Oakland Raiders, and they only got gave up a third- and fifth-round pick yeah. for him. And – to be honest with you, Antonio Brown, as far as production and receptions and yards, has been better, better. than Odell Beckham. So yeah. I think the Giants got the better uh, end of the wide receiver market trade. However, I think the Cleveland Browns did the right thing. They're surrounding Baker with all these weapons. And I think less talked about now because of the Odell Beckham trade is actually what their defense is going to look like. Mm-hmm. They've had a lot of defensive line signings. We talked about it last week with Olivia Vernon getting him from the Giants. They're going to have one of the best defensive lines in football. They are going to make some noise. I do agree with you. They are going to win their division. The only problem as I see them trying to win a Super Bowl the next few years is a big one, is they're going to have to run into the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, they will. And I I think even though as great as Baker is, I don't know if he's better than Patrick Mahomes has been and uh, will be. So we'll see. It'll be interesting in the next few years. I mean, I'm going to go out. Probably not really out on a limb, but I'm just going to say that Cleveland Browns will not win a Super Bowl in the next three years. But that doesn't mean they will not win a Super Bowl in the future, but they're, they're not going to be able to pay all their guys, and that's going to be the issue. So their yeah. window is going to be – it's going to be interesting to see what their GM does after yeah. this. You watch three years from now, me and you are going to be at the Super Bowl, Browns winning. Yeah. Um, and I'll be wrong, and, <laughs> and, we'll, and that'll be in the Josh was wrong segment of this. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, you got a couple of signings over there that you want to talk about. Really yeah, quick. some big right signings. Now. Obviously, Le'Veon Bell signed with the New York Jets. Uh, that's probably one of the uh, bigger signings. He sat out last year to make sure he didn't get injured. And a lot of people are saying, well, he didn't sign for a big enough contract with the Jets. And, therefore, but, you know, he he did what was right for him. And he sat out. I mean, I don't agree with sitting out. But he ended up signing a big contract with the uh, New York Jets. Earl Thomas signed in Baltimore. Big contract for them. Um I have a couple Arizona Cardinal signings we'll get to when I get to the local. Yep. Uh, Mark Ingram signs with the Ravens. Nick Foles, big one, signs with the Jaguars. He's going to be their starting quarterback, obviously former Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl, Super Bowl champion. So we're going to see if they can he can uh, take the Jaguars back to the playoffs and be successful. Yep. Uh, Tyron Matthew, former Cardinal, signed with the Chiefs. Pretty interesting. I think uh, the Chiefs are more focused on the defensive side of the ball now, see if they can uh, get some stops and help out their offense. Uh, Trey Flowers, probably the best defensive end on the market, went to the Lions uh, with his old coach, Matt Patricia. So uh, Lions are signing a lot of former Patriots players. Landon Collins went to the Redskins, probably the uh, top free safety on the market. Um, And Anthony Barr decided not to sign with the Jets and stayed with the Vikings. And C.J. Mosley signed with the Jets as a linebacker. So those are all the big uh, free agent signings really quick. And... uh, Kind of just ran them down really quick and a lot of good signings for teams, for yeah. sure. Um, and then the next, we're just going to get into the local. Um, <clears throat> and I'll take the local uh, the local side of it first. Um, I want to give a little shout-out to the uh, you know the, the little Victoria Grizzlies news once again, um, which I'll have more uh, more Newfoundland hockey news next week. I'm going to um, talk to a couple people. But uh, Victoria Grizzly play in um, Game 3 tonight in Powell River. 
Their series is tied one to one. They had a hell of a game. Game two uh, went into overtime. They lost. It was six to five. Final score. It was an unbelievable game. Both goalies played really well. Um, and game one was also really good for the Victoria Grizzlies as well. Um, the next local news: uh, the Tricom PB AAA Thunder, which I talk about on here a lot. I got a little cousin on the team. They lost in their provincial championship uh, game to send them to the Atlantic Tournament in overtime the other day. And uh, a lot of people might say there's video proof that the goal that was scored should have been blown dead. And, uh, you know, I don't disagree with that. But uh, either way, hats off to the Thunder. Uh, they're, they're, there's a, two guys going back to the team next year, I believe. I think there's only two, two younger guys on the team. Um, and the rest of the guys are going on to uh, Bantam. So good luck to those guys. And, you know, good luck to the Thunder next season as well from uh, the Notebox crew over here. So my local news, uh, we'll start with the Cardinals, a couple signings. They signed a hometown uh, favorite, played at Hamilton High School, uh, played at ASU, Terrell Suggs, to a one-year deal. He pretty much told the Ravens, thanks but no thanks. He wants to come back, and he said if he wasn't going to sign with any other team, uh, it would, if it wasn't going to be the Ravens, it would it was the Cardinals. So yeah. pretty cool. They sent him a one-year deal, still very productive outside linebacker. Should be a good signing for us. Uh, another linebacker he signed was Jordan Hicks. Great, great signing by them. He's one of the top middle linebackers uh, in the league right now that was available, kind of under the radar signing, but going to be great for us. Uh, Still some rumors that we're still going to go for Kyler Murray, still shopping Josh Rosen around. Those are the rumors, so we'll see what happens with the Cardinals at at that. Uh, Suns news, still losing. Well, actually, they've been playing a little bit better lately, but they (laughs) – they need to keep losing so they can get. Uh, Ubre's been playing unbelievable. Actually. He he's been an incredible addition, and I'm happy and I'm happy that our uh, that he's going to be on the team next year. But we need a good draft pick, so uh, we'll end up with one of those top three players, which either be Zion, we talked about J.A. Morant or Barrett. I mean, we'll I, see. Yeah, I, I mean, they need help on the point guard position too. So Jay Morant might not be a, a bad choice for them to be completely honest. So. Yep, I totally agree. So, and then we have uh, any baseball news. Really, the Diamondbacks are going to gear up for opening day. Not really big news there, but they've been making a lot of noise with the prediction, saying they're going to be better than what people yeah. think they are. So, we'll see what happens. They're uh, playing the World Series that. champs, too, right? Yep. Day, yes, so. they are. Fuck so. the Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, and then, and then uh, lastly, we have uh, the Coyotes. Obviously, we talked about how close they are in the playoff position. They're going to need to keep climbing keep their hot streak up, and uh, I think they will. The way they've been playing is really – they have been playing playoff hockey lately, so um, we'll see what happens in that. And then next week, a little preview is we're going to talk about ASU uh, uh, hockey and see how they do. And then obviously we have ASU made it in the tournament, but they're just in the playing game. They'll be playing St. John's the first round or their playing game to see if they can make it in the tournament. Yeah, and really quick, another ASU note, um, their baseball team is the only undefeated team in yep. the United States right now, which is crazy. And they're only ranked number 10, which I don't I don't really get. I mean, it's probably competition-wise, but still, being the only undefeated team, that's, uh, that's pretty solid, too. So hats off to them. Pretty incredible. We'll uh, talk more ASU baseball as the season goes yep. on for sure and uh, keep you updated on ASU sports. Yep. Um, and uh, the last thing, we don't have uh, we don't have Ask the Fans this week because none of our uh, fans didn't ask any questions. So uh, let's send, get into it. Send our... your questions in No Pucks Pod, yep. and uh, we'll uh, answer them. Yeah. Um, first, uh, well, we're going to go over the three stars. Um, I'll do the first two, and Josh will hit us with the first star. Uh, the third star of the week is Connor McDavid. He had nine points in four games this week. Um, he had two of those goals against uh, the Coyotes, unfortunately. Pushed them to uh, an overtime win against the Oats on, uh, what was that, Saturday. So <clears throat> that was a hard loss for the Oats, but uh, hats off to him. He's playing unbelievable. Uh, and then Matthew Kachuk, this past week he put up 10 points, 
throughout three games. That's just like incredible numbers. Um, he averaged over three points a game, so uh, good numbers for him. And, and for a gritty player like that, I love that. I love that type of player. So. <clears throat> And then uh, the number one star is uh, Zion Williamson. Yeah. I think uh, very, very um, rewarding uh, return for him. He was get, gone for five games, had a sprained knee. Nobody knew what it was going to kind of look like when he came back. Uh, in the ACC tournament, and he was named ACC MVP of the tournament, he averaged 27 points, 10 rebounds, and he shot 77% from the field. Yeah. That's crazy. And he had 81 points in a three-day span, which is the most ever in a three-day span. That's wow. just incredible. So he lit it up, so he deserves our first star. Yeah, and week. I'm sure he might even pull out another first star in the next couple of weeks with the March Madness going on. Um, and that will be another. There's going to be a lot of college players probably getting a couple stars here. So yeah. uh, that's pretty much all we got here for uh, Episode 7. So um, next next uh, episode, we look forward to uh, breaking down the whole bracket for yeah. uh, hockey. And then uh, we're gonna we're gonna dive in a little bit more to March Madness and uh, kind of talk about that. Yeah, and we'll and we'll be getting into the NHL playoffs in the next couple of weeks as well. NBA playoffs and MLB season starting up, and the NFL season's shortly around the corner too. So yeah, we have the NFL draft to talk about. Yeah. So we're actually going to be a busy next couple of episodes. A couple longer episodes probably. Mm-hmm. This is only going to be about a thirty minute episode, so it'll it'll get longer out from here, which is uh, which is good and a bad thing. But yeah, we're we're getting better for sure. Um, is that it? What do you yeah, think? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to episode seven. Uh, make sure you follow us on No Pucks uh, Pod at uh, Instagram and Twitter. Um, no Pucks Given on Facebook. And the uh, bracket challenge, you can send those, um, the links on Facebook. But uh, the if you go on the ESPN Tournament Challenge um, app, um, it's just search No Pucks Given Podcast. And uh, you can join our challenge for that uh Amazon gift card um, brought to you by the No Pucks uh, crew. So thanks for tuning in to another episode, and uh, we'll see you here next week. Thanks, guys.